podcast as part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello and welcome to the 49ers Unrestricted Podcast. We are back for our second episode and what I would really call our first episode to really dive into what we're going to have going on here on the 49ers Unrestricted feed. I'm Timmy Gibson. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel. Daniel, you want to introduce yourself real fast? Hello, hello. My name is Daniel Bigelow. I am 23 and a longtime 49ers fan. I I met this good man, Timmy, at a, a summer camp that we worked at together. Yeah. We quickly realized we were both Niners fans and there it took off. I've realized, Daniel, I think we've been co-workers, fantasy f- managers in the same league, and now podcast co-hosts. So we've really covered all the bases. We've, we've done it all. Yeah. So as we talked a little bit about last week, but now that I've got Daniel here with me, I'd love to just intro what we got going on here at 49ers Unrestricted. We're going to be up on this feed, hopefully every other week in the off season, get something up every week during the regular season. And we're just excited to bring you all the 49ers takes all really the most correct takes will probably be on this feed. And I think we want to start out today, just talking a little bit about the 49ers off season, which really has to start out with talking about last week's drafts. So Daniel, I'd love to hear, yeah, just break down what we thought of the draft. I think the big, big news is the 49ers took quarterback Trey Lance from North Dakota State at third overall. I guess first thoughts, Daniel, was Trey Lance who you wanted? Are you happy about it? Are you excited? Are you bummed? How are we feeling about new 49ers quarterback Trey Lance? Well, the week leading up to the draft was an absolute roller coaster. We heard things left and right of who it was, who was in, who was out. And whether you believed any of that or not, doesn't matter. We have Trey Lance now as a 49er. And I would say going into draft week, obviously Trevor Lawrence, not an option. He's going number one. Zach Wilson was an 80, was a 98% second pick. You know, I think I read some mock draft, but you know, if, if they're predicting Zach Wilson falls, or falls out of number two, probably not a great mock draft, but I saw in this mock draft that the Jets went with Justin Fields and the Niners got Zach Wilson. And I was like, that's what I want. That is what I want to happen. But then I came back down to earth and reality set in. And I know that Zach Wilson was not going to be there. And so I'm looking at, we've got Justin Fields, we've got Trey Lance and we've got Mac Jones. Now, pretty, pretty three different, pretty three different quarterbacks right there. And wasn't too high on Mac Jones. Um, funny enough, talking with my dad, he was. And I found that the older generation was a big fan of Mac Jones hmm. and not Trey Lance and Justin Fields as much. And I think that was just a lot of the mobility part. Maybe Mac Jones look more, looks more like a pocket passer, maybe better accuracy. But yeah. when you break down the Niners scheme, Shanahan's offense, I think – Lance and Fields are the two guys that fit into that better. And I love this pick. I love that Trey Lance is a 49er. And I think the only skepticism myself and a lot of other people had heading into the draft was, have we seen enough of Trey Lance? Did he have a high level of competition? Is he truly ready for this? And is he really that good? Our sample size is not as big as the others. And sure, I mean, any draft pick is a gamble. Any top pick is a gamble. We've seen guys like Jim Marcus Russell is always the one I go to that don't pan out. 
but I certainly don't think this is Trey Lance that that will be his future. And I think that he will have a bright future in San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. And I going into the draft, I felt Daniel that no matter who we took, we're going to win at least one Super Bowl with them. They were going to have a good career because they were coming into one of the best rosters in the NFL, one of the best coaching staffs in the NFL. And I would say maybe the best offensive mind in the NFL and Kyle Shanahan. And I think no matter what that was going to lead them to success. I was leaning fields personally. I thought he had a little bit more of the college, uh, pedigree there were some arguments over i heard he had an interesting release with his elbow that i know some people maybe putting a little more uh what's the right word force on his elbow than some people would like and that that kind of stuff is real sometimes those release mechanics but i was leaning fields when we took lance i was really just excited that it wasn't mac jones i think was the first thing i felt when we took that pick i think you're totally right about the sample size. Lance had something like 300 passes total in college. He only played 17 games, um, only one in 2020, which was interesting. It was actually the only time he threw his pick. They put this game together kind of just as a Trey Lance exhibition because the FCS, the lower level of college football where he was playing, wasn't having their season in the fall, which was a knock on him. Although I heard what he was telling NFL owners was, hey, the reason I played this game is because if I hadn't played it, it wouldn't have happened. And if it hadn't happened, a bunch of my teammates wouldn't have gotten their scholarships. So that I think gives him a little more credit in that it was a bad game. By all accounts, Lance seems like a high character quarterback. He seems, he apparently was just blowing teams away on the board, which you know, Kyle Shanahan wants. He turns 21, I think in a couple of days, he's super young. Um, Really, really, like I said, 16 game, really 16 games in college. If we don't count the one 2020 in that time, put up one of the best college seasons ever. And a lot of people look at him and say, this means Jimmy G is staying for a season. This means he's going to sit behind him. We're going to do the Mahomes, Alex Smith style, let him practice, really grow, let him mold for a year, let him develop before he starts, starts playing. So I guess that's my question to you, Daniel. Does, does Trey Lance start week one for the 49ers? Is Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster week one? Or does Trey Lance maybe take over halfway through? I guess barring injury to Jimmy G, which is not, unfortunately, it's more likely than not that he does get injured based on his track record. Where do you see Lance slotting in in the 2021 season, if at all? That, that's the million-dollar question, I would say. I think it's really tough to predict where Lance, when Lance is going to show up, um, whether it's in a relief role or in taking over the reins role. And I think we'll see him in a relief role, um, whether it's maybe, maybe the Niners are, are losing a game big and, okay, we're going to let Lance get some time, or Jimmy G sustains an injury and it lances in. Um the one thing I will say about Jimmy G, Jimmy G's injury history is the injuries that he has gone through are pretty tough to wear a torn ACL to start. Right. And then this last year he had a high ankle sprain and those, those are pretty common. That's not a, a wow. This guy is pretty injury prone kind of injury. And he did it again because I believe he was rushed back too soon. Yeah. So I'm not trying to say Jimmy G, Jimmy G doesn't get injured a lot. He does. But I do think this whole narrative of Jimmy G being crazy injury prone was taken a little too far. He's had some bad injuries. We've seen a bunch of guys tear their ACLs. If we want to play the injury prone, I mean, I go to Saquon Barkley. I've got him on my dynasty team. Yeah. So he hits home. 
to where he keeps getting injured and they're big injuries. And, you know, like I think Clay Thompson has a thing, you know, I'm switching sports, but no one really calls him injury prone, but he's had two massive injuries in the last two years. Totally agree. There's a, there's a difference between injury prone and has had a lot of injuries. There is. And it's, it's tough to actually draw the line there, but to truly answer your question, I do not think there is a definitive answer, but I truly see Trey Lance coming in his first time in a relief role. I don't think it's going to be okay. Jimmy's not doing what we want. Uh, Trey Lance, it's your time. If the 49ers are sticking with Jimmy G this long, Trey Lance is not going to start week one. Jimmy G would have been out during, they would have tried to get something for him much earlier. There is still time. I would be blown away if Jimmy G was not the starter for week one of the 49ers. And I'm excited to see what Trey Lance can do, but I also want to see the 49ers handle this well and have full faith that Kyle and John will handle this well with timing. Yeah. And if we have to wait a full year, I don't think that that is the wrong decision. Uh, I think it all depends on Jimmy G's health and where the Niners are headed to start the season. Totally agree. And I, I think the one, the one note I have is a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of writers, a lot of NFL media types were saying, Oh, they took Trey Lance. That means he's sitting a year because he needs a year. And I don't know if it's as cut and dry with Trey Lance as compared to fields and Wilson and Lawrence and Mac Jones and these guys of, oh, Trey Lance needs a year because, yes, he had less games, but Trey Lance probably played in an offense that was more similar to a pro-style offense and more similar to the 49ers offense specifically than any of these other quarterbacks played in in college. He ran more play action than any of them, even though he only had the 300 throws or whatever. He had more throws from under center than any of these other guys. So I think Trey Lance, while I agree that he might need more time to develop because he's played less, because he was playing against lower competition, I don't think it's necessarily as cut and dry as a lot of people were saying because he really ran that pro style offense. And I think I'm excited for the Jimmy G Trey Lance relationship. I'm sure you saw that Jimmy G was supposed apparently the first 49ers player to ask for Trey Lance's phone number to welcome him into the team. Hopefully he wants to have a healthier relationship than he had with Brady on his time with the Patriots and can just be a mentor for him. But I'm really excited to see what Lance can do. The only other thing I just wanted to share that I was really excited about, I saw from David Lombardi from The Athletic on Twitter was he was posting how he was talking about how everyone says Kirk Cousins is the ideal Shanahan quarterback, like Mac Jones is the ideal Shanahan quarterback, Matt Ryan. And he was like, no, 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 no. The ideal Shanahan quarterback was Steve Young, was John Elway, was these big guys with mobility. And I was like, yes, like, let's get Trey Lance out there and let's see if this really is the prototypical Shanahan quarterback. And that just made me excited to hear. That's great. Wow. Good job, David Lombardi. Those are great quarterbacks to note for Shanahan's offense. Yeah. And Shout I think out to David great. Lombardi for picking a cup for picking Trey Lance. He was one of the few media heads who I think the whole time was like, it's Trey Lance. I love that. That's a great take. And man, what a, what a way to back it up with those guys. And I totally, I'm just, th- I'm, re- I'm thinking about seeing those guys in Shanahan's offense. And yeah, I think, yeah. because Shanahan had worked with Washington and Atlanta. And I've heard things about Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins. I was like, ah, bring him back. I don't think that's what even Shanahan is thinking now and moving forward. He loves the mobility and um, 
I think that Lance is going to fit into that nicely. But I also just wanted to say that when this trade happened to acquire the number three pick, we gave up three first rounds. I was devastated. I was not a fan of this trade at first. I thought the Niners were not in a state where they could afford to give three first rounders and a third in the 2024, uh, but almost doesn't matter in the sense, but I was like, no way. This is not what we want. We could get maybe a less talked about, less highly ranked quarterback late on the draft and then see what we can do the next years. But I, as we have selected Trey Lance, I'm liking him more and more. I'm warming up to the idea, but you and I were talking before this. I'm a little worried about the receivers. I would have loved to see an early receiver and we can get into that as maybe we, we start going down the draft. Yeah. Um, I agree with you that it is, it is concerning that the 49ers didn't bring in a new wide receiver. I think we did sign one in as an undrafted free agent, but we haven't made any big splashes at that position. I'm, I'm hoping that means Jalen Hurd is ready to go for a long time. I've thought Jalen Hurd was going to be, I mean, I, I, have said for years and I've read reports that until Jalen Hurd got injured, he was running all of the plays Debo was running, all the jet sweeps, sweeps, all the runs out of the backfield were going to Jalen Hurd in practice. And then he got injured and then Debo took over. Obviously Debo's a great player, but that says a lot about Jalen Hurd to me that he was in there running those plays before Debo. And I've tried to hold on to him in dynasty leagues. I think I finally moved yeah. on last year, but he, yeah. I, I truly think is going to be somebody who, if he ever gets healthy, makes a splash on the field. And I guess, I don't know, maybe George Kittle is the 49ers number three receiver <laughs> at this point. I'm okay with that. But yeah, like you mentioned, yeah. let's let's maybe, we probably won't spend as much time on any of these guys because they're not a quarterback, but let's maybe move through the rest of the draft. In round number two, I believe the 49ers traded up to grab this pick. We took uh, Aaron Banks, an offensive guard out of Notre Dame. We apparently like our Notre Dame linemen. We're going to put him on, there, on the line with McGlinchey. What do you think about Aaron Banks, Daniel? I, I like the Niners going interior line early. I think that was a spot we needed to fill that didn't get as much attention as some others. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to remember how many times the 49ers bounced around with, with where they wanted to draft in each round. And I think that Kyle and, and John were so prepared all the way to round seven where they knew the guys that they wanted all the way down to round seven and they were trading around there to make sure they got them. And I think the Niners addressed almost every area of their, of their needs, whether it was through the draft, the off season kind of except for the wide receivers, but I loved the Aaron Banks pick. I didn't know him a lot, but before the draft, I looked at a little bit of his tape. He's good. He's good stuff on the line. I really enjoyed what I saw of him pairing him in the interior, um, not pairing, but having him join the interior with Trent Williams, Mike McGlinchey, and new signee Alex Mack. I mean, what a great surrounding cast. I think that Aaron Banks gets a unique opportunity to where he's a second-round draft pick, stud O-line out of Notre Dame, and he is thrown in there. I think he's going to start right away, and – I think it's a unique opportunity because he's surrounded with talent. He's going to learn from Trent and Mike, and I'm sure from Alex and some of the other guys, but he does not get thrown in there. Like some of these other first round tackles or guards we see who boom, their first year, their left tackle. And 
you know, they've been doing it for a little bit, but the NFL, we've got some different beasts. There's no Aaron Donald in college football anymore. <laughs> and while he's going to be thrown right in there, I think he's going to have, what I'm trying to say is he'll have time to learn and grow and watch because he does not have to carry the entire O-line burden on himself or much of it at all with those surrounding guys. Um, but I think he might be overlooked by the other guys on the line with him. But I think if you watch him specifically, we'll see some cool things from him. Yeah, I think I think two things. One, I think Daniel Brunskill, who's played that spot for a bit as guard on the line, has been a backup tackle at times, has actually proven to be a pretty incredible, like at least reserve lineman for the 49ers. So I don't I don't know if I see Banks. I could just see I could see Brunskill beating him out for the starting job early in the season. But I think you're right that Banks will be a fixture on the line for a while. Another thing I think is that the signing of Alex Mack really cannot be understated and how important bringing in that center is first because we've had some serious health issues at the center position but bringing in a veteran guy who's played in Shanahan's system who Shanahan really thinks can be the quarterback of this offensive line we've been really good in run blocking for a while but players like Mike McGlinchey our pass protection has not really been perfect recently and so bringing in someone who could be a veteran presence on that line in the center spot and really take over and lead that offensive line I really think cannot cannot be understated so bringing in Alex Mack on a one-year deal from the Falcons possibly the best move the 49ers made this offseason so I just want to make sure you touch yeah. on that yeah, yeah I totally agree Brunskill has been an absolute utility knife um, he easily probably he actually probably could be the starter um, Banks might kind of switch roles with him where he's the one who fills in but Brunskill can, can play anywhere. And that's what I've loved from him is I don't even know if he has a stronger suit of which one it is. Um, but I did want to note, I don't know how many of our, the listeners paid attention to the NFL all decade team. And Alex Mack was one of the two centers on the all decade team. And I think a lot of people, you know, if you watch football just a little bit, you don't necessarily know who a lot of the O-linemen are. Atlanta hasn't done too many massive things in a little bit, but I read uh, an interview with Matt Ryan a while ago and he was, he was bummed. Alex Mack was gone to say the least. He knew how great of a player he was. And so reading that made me so very happy that that is who we get. Cause I think that Mike McGlinchey would be the first person to tell you the O-line has not been great recently. And he would say it starts with him. He had a horrible year. But what I love is that he knows that he admits that and man, he is a beast and he's hungry and he's ready to work. So I expect an absolute turnaround from him this next year, seeing him revitalized Trent Williams. Wasn't going to stay. We gave him the money, him and Kyle, great relationship. I'm sure he's going to be just as great. Alex Mack being surrounded in a cool role. Yeah. I'm very Trent excited. Williams. I love Trent Williams highlights. Did you see this is completely off topic, but the one last year where he went downfield and just took out, was it a defensive back or a linebacker, like 10 yards down felt really bad for that guy. He got laid out. It was beautiful. Um, Next pick in the 49ers draft. This one's interesting. I was, I like the pick, but I was very surprised. We, the 49ers traded up for this pick as well with the Rams, I believe to grab number 88 overall in the third round to take running back Trey Sermon from Ohio state. Trey Sermon really great in college was a workhorse back, got a lot of touches, not, 
the really, really fast guys that Shanahan has preferred on the Niners, like Mostert, those type of backs that can beat you with their speed. This guy, he's not slow, but he's a power runner. He's strong. And I mean, we've got a great track record of Ohio State running backs coming to the NFL with guys like Ezekiel Elliott. J.K. Dobbins just had a great rookie season. So I'm I'm excited in the Trey Sherman pick, but I'm I don't see how he necessarily fits in what the 49ers have done before in their backfield with all these different guys getting touches, going for a bunch of fast guys that you can rotate. I'm wondering if Shanahan wants somebody who is a little sturdier, maybe is a little, we've had a lot of injuries to guys like Raheem Mostert or other backs maybe is, has more of the workhorse back characteristics. So I'm, yeah. What do you think about that pick? I, I love the player, but was not expecting him to wind up on the 49ers and was not expecting the 49ers to walk away with two trays from this draft. Yeah. The, the two trays was pretty funny. I loved when, when we saw that, especially how close they were. Um, I love the player, as you said, and I love the pick. I, the only reason I wouldn't love the pick even more is because I think wide receiver was more of a need than running back. But I think getting Trey Sermon in a third round, steal. I think absolute steal. I'm excited to see him. Jarek McKinnon is gone. I know you loved him. Yeah, you had a personal vendetta against Jarek McKinnon. Yes. And then Tevin Coleman gone. He followed Robert Sala to the Jets. I kind of love that. Just that he's going with with coach. It's cool. But um, Raheem starting. Jeff Wilson's there. We signed Wayne Gallman. Not sure exactly what his role is going to look like. He was okay in the brief stint he he got with. He'd been with New York, but he only got a little bit of playing time last year. But I see Trey Sermon being the third head to this three-headed beast of a running game that the Niners have with yeah. Raheem and Jeff Wilson being one and two. Maybe a different type of head as well, a little more. Exactly. More yeah. That's why I love this pick. Yeah. is because he is different than the ones we already have. And so the Niners, I mean, the Niners this last year, my goodness, it's almost a bummer. Just a, it is a bummer to, to think about the next man up mentality. Great mentality was just a bummer to see how much of that we needed. Yep. But Raheem definitely had some injuries, getting older for running back. Jeff Wilson still kind of getting his feet under him for the workload that he'll probably have, but Man, Michael Hasty's still on the team. He he flashed for the one game he got in. He looked good. Who did you say? Jamichael Hasty. Yes, Jamichael Hasty. Well. I do think that Trey Sermon will jump ahead of him, but I agree. I've, I've still got Jamichael Hasty in one of my dynasty teams, hoping that <laughs> I'm telling you, in one of my dynasty them. teams, I've got Raheem, I've got Jeff, and I've got Jamichael. So you know, with my ninth overall pick in that draft for rookies, I'm taking Trey Sermon. So I will always have the Niners running game. And yeah, Kyle I think that, that is not a bad strategy. The Niners running game is a tough one for fantasy football. Let's let's jump ahead a little bit in the draft. I know we're trying to go in order, but let's keep talking running back for a second, because with the last pick the 49ers had in this draft in the seventh round or the sixth round, we took Elijah Mitchell, another running back from Louisiana. And that I was not expecting that pick. Um, Elijah Mitchell is a little more like the running backs we have played with before on the 49ers. He's small. He's not the biggest guy. He is fast. He is quick. He is a great pass catcher. He is, he's a really, really interesting pick. And I don't know how I see him fitting into the 49ers backfield. My, 
my thought is that Shanahan wanted another speedster to have in case of injuries to guys like Raheem Mostert, like we had last year, so that the three-headed monster can still have somebody who's really fast. He ran Raheem Mostert-like numbers in the in his combine or running his forty, not at the combine, but things like that. Maybe Elijah Mitchell is coming in to be on the team to add depth, not necessarily to running back, but to speedster running back. What do you think about that? Honestly, when I watched a little bit of Elijah Mitch- Elijah Mitchell film, I couldn't help but think Darren Sproles. Hmm. I think he's a little faster than, well, maybe Darren was at this age a little faster, but I only remember the older Darren Sproles <laughs> just because of his, his pass catching ability and the speedster in him. Um, I think he's got a little bit more speed than Darren Sproles did. And my thought was maybe going off of your thought, maybe that's exactly what Kyle wanted, but maybe Elijah slides in as a special teams guy. I know we still have Richie James, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they would keep two. Maybe Elijah doesn't actually make the team, but they, they, they like him and they want to see how he looks in camp. I want to say it was Jawan Jennings was our seventh round pick last year. Is that it? And yeah, then sounds right. I want to say we signed is it Salvin Ahmed? Is that who the Niners had? Was Ahmed on the Ahmed was on the Dolphins for I season. thought we I thought we let him go. He didn't make the team and he went to the Dolphins. I'd have to check that for some reason. I think that that, that sounds right. Let me let me fact check that for you. Thank um, you. Yeah, maybe maybe Elijah isn't. Yep, he was on the 49ers for off-season and practice squad, so you're right. Yeah, I I think Elijah might be in a similar boat. I think that he's not a lock to make the team. I think he's going to have to really show up in camp to do so, but I do think you're right. I think this last year, having all the injuries to running backs is is really a big part of what killed us. Yeah. And I think that John and Kyle preparing for that is is great because we've got the same guys. Um, Trey Sermon was battling injury at the end of the year, his college career, if I remember. Yeah. But to answer your question, I love the pick. I love the guy. I think he slides in well and getting that caliber of a running back from his school at a third round. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's rapid fire through the last few picks the 49ers grabbed in this draft. We have in the third round again, we finally took a cornerback. We took Ambry Thomas out of Michigan. Uh, with our final pick on day two, we grabbed that. I'm very happy with this pick. I think a lot of people thought the 49ers were going to address cornerback in the first round. A lot of people thought that's where we were going with 12 before we traded up to three. I I said for a while, I thought the 49ers could wait one more year to grab cornerback. We re-signed Jason Ver- Verrett to a uh, one-year deal again, and he was awesome. Hopefully, he continues to stay awesome. We still have Emmanuel Mosley, who has played well. Gosh, I can't remember the other name of the guy we have that's been high quality. And there's been there's some buzz around Richard Sherman potentially coming back to the Niners as high profile cornerback spots are filling up around the league. Hopefully we can have some news on that for the next episode. And hopefully I won't have to burn my 49ers Richard Sherman jersey. But we I I actually thought the 49ers could wait one more year before grabbing a high level cornerback. But we grabbed a talented guy who we can slot in on this spot and bring in to to fill a position of need. There definitely was 
is need on the 49ers roster of cornerback. But a lot of the deals we have, I think, give us a little wiggle room before we have to bring in a real superstar for one more year. So I expect the 49ers to to bring in somebody high profile next offseason. But Ambry Thomas and the guys we have in the room right now, I think might be able to to hold us over to the next year. What do you think, Daniel? I agree. I totally do. I think I agree, but it makes me uncomfortable. I would love to see, obviously we would love to see a, a bigger name in there. Um, I do not like, I love Jason Verrett. Do not get me wrong. He was a stud when he first entered the league. Now he is injury prone. He's had quite the battle with injuries and this, the Niners took a chance. And I loved the signing last year. I loved that they brought him in, but it was like, okay, how long is he going to last? And he lasted a good amount. I was impressed. I'm glad they brought him back. I don't love him being the number one cornerback because I don't know if he still has what he had in him to be that lockdown, but I'm also afraid that putting that much of a role or pressure on him will cause injury. And that's probably me way overthinking it, but that's just a fear with that. They brought back, they've got at safeties, Jaquiski Tart, love Jaquiski Tart and Jimmy Jimmy Ward. Ward. Kwan Williams, we brought back as well for the cornerback spot. Uh-huh. Kwan Williams is in there as the nickel on their depth chart, and Dante Johnson is the other cornerback that is in there. Yeah, and I think and we, we let just, Brian Edwards go, which that's nice. If anyone remembers that win. game, we need we need them to stay healthy. That is number one priority. Yeah, so Avery Thomas, I don't think will start right away, but given our history, I think he will have a shot very early, and. Yeah, and it looks like we're getting closer and closer to potentially bringing back Richard Sherman. So if they can bring back Sherman, I'd be pretty happy with that cornerback room for this year. He He's older, but he's been playing. I mean, he played at a high level on his first two years on this team. Oh, yeah. I would be ecstatic if they brought back Sherman. Sure, he's a little older. Sure, he's he's going to get maybe burned, maybe beat out, but not not in the brain. He's not going to make mistakes in his brain as much as it will be physical play. And, you know, and, that's what we rely on other guys. But I would love And having that leadership that he can bring to a team. I think if we were to bring in a young corner, I would want Richard Sherman on the team to mentor him. That's half the reason I would love to sign him for a couple more years. So if we do somehow get into the first round next year and draft a stud, he can have, what, the best corner in the history of football mentoring him, if not the best top three. I mean, Richard Sherman is a legend and I will always love being able to rub in the face of Seahawks fans that we have Richard Sherman now. And I just don't want him to go back to Seattle. I um, just hope that primetime isn't listening to this. Cause he, oh, you're right. You're right. Game. That's number one. My bad. My bad. Prime. I'm, I'm just teasing you. Probably the best cornerback in the history of the 49ers too. Yeah. He was That's on us good. for a couple. He had, he was on a, with us for a couple of years. Um, 49ers with their next pick round five, we grabbed Jalen Moore offensive tackle out of Western Michigan. This guy, Daniel, has been compared to a guy you'll recognize. He's getting a lot of buzz that he's similar to Joe Staley, which obviously 49ers fans love to hear. The similarity really comes from that he played tight end in high school and then converted to offensive tackle in college, which is exactly what Joe Staley did. He, yeah, he, I love the pick. He's got plenty of time to develop behind Trent Williams and Mike McGlinchey. Maybe if McGlinchey keeps having down years, which I don't expect, maybe he eventually gets gets that spot. But the 49ers extended McGlinchey. They took his up his fifth year option. But a guy like Jalen Moore is 
I think a perfect pick, a big developmental prospect, but with a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism being a former tight end. And quite frankly, I just love hearing a guy compared to Joe Staley. I don't know. What do you think? First of all, Joe Staley's biggest fan here. And I don't know if anyone else follows him on Instagram like I do. That man lost his weight and he is ripped. His yeah. chest puffs out bigger than his stomach. And he it's is crazy. He's looking good, man. And I, I wish he would come out of retirement in the shape he's in now and just but play tight end for real. Hit be there with, with George and have the, the biggest bromance you've ever seen. <laughs> I do love the pick. I don't know if necessarily O-line was the right position at that, at that pick just compared to the other needs, yeah. but that just means that they love Jalen Moore. I think this was a draft where Kyle and John went out and got guys they liked no matter where they were, kind of what position they were filling needs. And I think they really did a fantastic job doing that. And I, I do love Jalen Moore won't start, but will get time to develop, to watch and learn from these guys and we need depth. We saw last year running backs and O-lines were some of the biggest injury spots. So we need depth in those positions. And we need a little bit of youth there. Trent, yeah. a little bit older, not going to be with us for a big majority of the future. He will be for his contract, obviously. But I think getting young guys and making sure that they can have a good future in San Francisco is great. So I do love the specific pick. Maybe not necessarily the position that round, but I'm stoked that we do have Jalen Moore. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then let's wrap up pretty quickly here. We got two more picks. We took a, another cornerback out of Oregon, Diamador Lenore. There's been a lot of buzz about him I've already seen. Really? I've, I mean, I've just seen a, a few a few people talking about him, a few articles, and I've seen cool things. And he wasn't someone I really knew heading into it up until the Niners were – we're on the clock and they, and they got him. And um, I know he, he quoted saying he's a hyena and I read what exactly that meant, but I don't want to butcher it for him, but he, he, he seemed hungry. He seemed ready to go. All of these guys are hungry. I get it, but he seemed to have a little extra kick. And I think that he won't start as well. We got plenty of guys in front of him, but I think that he'll get his opportunity. And I think that he, can show up big when he gets that. I think that he could be an exciting player to have waiting in the wings in the depth. Um, and I'm just excited to, to know that we have some depth at both the O-line and the secondary and the running back positions. Yeah. And I think he could be a big part to the team when, when he gets his call. I agree. This draft has been a lot of depth. And speaking of depth to the secondary, the final pick that we have for the 49ers draft, since we already talked about their last pick round five, 180th pick overall. The 49ers took Talanoa Hufunga, a safety out of USC. He played at USC, which I don't love, but in 2020, he won Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. I'm hoping maybe this is a classic example of the NFL not respecting the Pac-12 enough, and that's how their Defensive Player of the Year fell. Um, but He's more of a box safety, but he can fit right in with the group we have. I could see him getting some playing time as safety is one of those positions that we have some question marks about, although there has been talk that if we were to bring back Richard Sherman, he would transition to playing safety at some point in his career. But I don't know why we, we don't have Richard Sherman on the roster right now, so we can't really draft around that. But it'll be interesting if he gets maybe a special team spot or if he can if he can slot in at safety with a fifth round pick, he's not, not guaranteed to make the roster, but the 49ers have 
a pretty good history of hitting on their fifth round picks with guys like George Kittle. So I'd love to see what can happen there. Yeah, I saw the pick. I didn't really know a lot about him. I read about him and watched a little bit and I was surprised. And I think he could be one of the steals of the draft as well. I, I was kind of shocked about how we could get a player with such a nice profile so late. Um, I really love the pick. I really hope that he does make the team and that I'm excited to see these, these late round picks. I'm like, I'm excited to see what, what they can do and where they do fill in. Totally agree. Yeah. I think it'll be a fun, a fun season. I think we're probably going to wrap up with today's episode, but I'm thinking maybe in two weeks we cover just maybe the whole 49ers off season as a whole going in to the regular season. And yeah, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the 49ers unrestricted podcast. We'll see. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Daniel, any last thoughts? Oh. Looking forward to you guys. Yeah. Coach Shanahan, we're alive. We survived till Sunday. I know, I know everyone was calling you to let you know, we just, we wanted to let you know too.